0: Hello, welcome to the Love Capacity
1: Podcast. It's your man, Stephen James Dixon. And this is your girl, Tamara Daricell. And first off, as we get started, let's refresh the memories of our listeners with the definition of love capacity.
0: So love capacity is the measure of your ability to receive, provide, and be accountable for an unconditional, forgiving, profoundly tender, passionate affection to another person.
1: I'm always amazed when you get a whole long definition. (laughs) So let's break that down. Um, Let's try speed round. So I'm going to say a word and you tell me what comes to mind kind of is the definition of that word. So ready? Okay. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, go. Receive?
0: Receiving means I know how to accept love from someone else. Like I'm not being judgmental of how they love me. I understand that they love me a certain way. And I'm okay. Like I know that they love me. At least I. Know, they might not be loving me exactly how I want them to, but I know that they love me.
1: Okay, you don't understand the rules of the game. It's speed rounds. <laughs> right.
0: I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: I All right. That.
1: All right. Let's try this. Provide.
0: Provide means now. Provide. I think is more personal in terms of. I don't get to dictate how I love someone else. Like I want to be able to. Provide a love to them that is meaningful, like that I provide. Mm. I love them the way that they need to be loved. Mm. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm evaluating myself and how and how I'm giving that.
1: That's deep. All right. Accountable.
0: Accountable means I can be accountable, meaning that my wife can come to me and she has a problem with me and I can self-evaluate and say, yes, I agree. I'm sorry. Or I can go to her and say, so it's two sides of accountable. You know, receiving is one way; providing is one way; accountable is two way. Meaning that I I am accountable, and I can hold my partner accountable. Um, yeah, that's the big part.
1: Okay. Unconditional.
0: Unconditional for me is always tough because I don't necessarily believe in unconditional love. I, I, I like, and so it's weird to have it in my my definition.
1: Okay, we we might need to unpack that a little bit, <laughs> like because I believe that all of
0: I think I, I think having a conditional love is what is natural, right? That's what I believe, right? But yeah, people, but, but unconditional
1: for, is biblical.
0: Unconditional is biblical, and unconditional is what we need to teach people, and that's know, what like, we're
1: supposed to be striving for.
0: And that's what we're striving for. And so that's what I included in the definition that I give my wife an unconditional love. And by example, what that means is I love her no matter what, no matter when, no matter how. I love her, period. She, you but know, you don't believe right.
1: in unconditional love.
0: Uh, it's That's a whole podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, we're going to put a pin in that. i
0: I'm to. I'm trying to go faster now. You like, nah, slow down, slow down. I right mean, there. you
1: hit on the topic there. That's an interesting discussion. But okay, we'll come back to it. Forgiving,
0: <laughs> uh, forgiveness in a marriage is so magnormous, like just ginormous and huge, and so is and
1: unconditional.
0: and it is. But forgiveness <laughs> is one of those things. It's one of those skill sets and muscles that people have not practiced mm. and. They don't know how to do it, like, like you, once you get married, you're married now. You've been married for a couple of years now, yeah. and you woke up one day and said to yourself, I'm going to have to forgive him. Like, you just told yourself that one day, like, no, no matter what he was doing or whatever, what he did wrong, whatever, no, we ain't got getting all that. Yeah. Is that you woke up one day and you said that I cannot leave, therefore, I have no choice but to forgive him. You <laughs> notice <know what laughs> mean. that? And some people never get to that point, and marriage. Does not survive without that. Without that knowledge and understanding that I have to forgive them, because I also will need forgiveness at some point in the future. Some people never get there.
1: Yep, and you're basically watering resentment. Yeah, and it just gets worse and worse and worse. And letting it grow. All right, tender.
0: Tender. Um, tender for me as a man and as a husband. Um, the longer I got married, the more tender I got, and I just had to learn. Like mentally first, like you would have thought my heart would learn first, but mentally first, I had to learn, I had to tell my heart, tell my body, tell my person to be tender. Like I've never been tender what? before, before marriage.
1: So, what made you get there? Because I, I know just a lot of men, just like we we teach kind of the machismo um, to little boys who grow up into you know these, um, I guess less you know trying to hide emotion and all that kind of stuff. So, how do you? what made you decide I need to be more tender?
0: Can I, you going, that's not going to want, that's not going to be one. You let me put a pen in. No, right?
1: uh-uh. I just need to give me a little, little one liner and we can move on. Uh, you know what,
0: what I was doing, wasn't working number one. Mm, <laughs> right. Okay. That's point good. Period. What I was doing was not working. And then number two, um, I acknowledged that I was the type of dude that I just wanted to just like grab my wife, like grab her by the arm, you know, like like I like in the movies, you see it, right? You grab a woman by the arm, by the waist, and you swing her around. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you plant and you plant one on her, and it's cool, and it's and you the man. You know what I'm saying?
1: They but don't show you that that stuff
0: hurt, right? And that that it hurt, or she's it's not aggressive, you know, or you know, and like and, and normally when the man did that, it was really James Bond and he messing with the enemy's wife. So he's not trying to be gentle or tender or nothing like that, right? Right about that. Right. And it's not and it's not something that you do every day. And so I just learned how strong I I am. I just learned that with my wife, me being physical like that, it just wasn't working. Like it just Mm. did not work. She did not like it. It did not feel good to her. That's how I learned.
1: Okay. Um, And then the last two words, I'm going to give you a a combo, passionate affection.
0: Yeah. And to me, um, I use those words. Some people might say those words are very similar. Some might might even think they're the same or whatever. But for me, it was just resonating in my spirit, passion for my wife. Mm -hmm. Like, just just, like really like, hey, Steven, it's okay to be madly in love with this woman. Mm -hmm. Like, it's okay. Like, it's okay to just be, just just give her everything that you have. Just just go beyond, you know, what you think she deserves. You know what I'm saying? Because we all would do these things. Go ahead.
1: So what would make you think that that was not okay?
0: Um, That's how I was raised. That's how I was trained. That's what life told me is that, you know, I, I give the minimum amount to get what I want in return. Mm. You know, um, that's and, and that's it all. Too that's another podcast god <laughs> dog it uh that uh i just i just give the minimum to get that's life like in anything i give the minimum life that's know, oh oh that's a, that's another podcast you want to start <laughs> you got like 17 podcasts
1: women out there giving everything we got
0: you know what that is a real podcast you are 100 yep. percent right you're right yeah, that's but that's how we taught is you know minimum effort right mm-hmm. and so and so, and so also like even love, like I had to learn, like, I remember when I was dating a woman my first time, like as an adult and I was like, I don't care, leave, blah, 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 she leave. And then I'm like, wait a minute. What's, what's that in my heart? Like, oh, I think I really cared about her. <laughs> and I did not know until she hey, was gone. really
1: on. be confused.
0: <laughs> Man, like, why,
1: why this don't why, feel why? good?
0: Is this these wings? These wings are hot. <laughs> i not eating these wings no more.
1: Yep. That's you know? exactly how they do,
0: and 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 so I had to I had to say to myself it's okay, like literally we laughing, but I'm telling you it was a day where I sat down probably about two three years after I was married, and I said to myself whole nother podcast, and I said to mm-hmm. myself it's okay to be madly in love with this woman to where I don't care what nobody else think about it, mm. you know. I'm not being macho, macho. I'm not being tough guy. I'm not caring with another dude. Like another dude, like man, you being soft or whatever. I'm not on none of that. Like I gave that up about three years. But in. do you
1: really get that? Do dudes really say that to each other?
0: What do you mean? You man, you being soft when you loving oh, on your absolutely. wife? Absolutely. Uh, really? Um, uh, no. Dude, oh, say. So here's an example. Um, I have a T-shirt that I had made one day, like I was doing a lot of hustling, selling t-shirts okay, and Okay,
1: I'm, I'm not a dude. I'm going to tell you that was cheesy. I remember the t-shirts.
0: Yeah, and I be just like, <laughs> I, lo- <laughs> I, just, like I love my wife. That was you know? very sweet. And I wear it around other dudes and they be like, dog, why you got to wear that? Yeah,
1: yeah. You, you, know you definitely would have got a clown for that.
0: You know, and I'm like, I'm doing this for her. I don't care what you think. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I live with her. I'm going to see you at the barbecue. You about to eat and go home. I don't care what you think. Mm. You know, um, and then combining that and then really the other passionate part and like I said, pushing past the limit. Um, like I learned how like a lot of times I would get her gifts and my gifts just did not match how I felt. And it was because Aww. my gift was a arbitrary number. Like I'm gonna spend uh thirty-two dollars on this gift right here. You know, I'm like, okay, here you go, a gift. And I and it was nothing and I couldn't find nothing that represented me that I wanted to give her for thirty-two dollars. I just couldn't find mm. it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and so, yeah, so passionate affection. Then affection, of course, is just uh, the intimate side, like like being intentional intentional about intimacy and not sex. Something else I had to learn. I probably learned about five years in. She probably said about okay. seven or eight. Yeah. About, it took some time to really get affection. It's not smacking you on that. But I just smacked you on it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not affection.
1: <laughs> yeah. And you might want to go back to the tender part, too.
0: Right. Right. So, yeah, that's that's what the the, the definition is.
1: Okay. All right. So let's also go back and kind of review the scores and titles and descriptions of love capacity again.
0: You know what? If you read off the score and the title, I'll do the description.
1: Okay, cool. So um, love capacity score equals one. Um, That means you're self-centered. What's the description there?
0: Your observations and experiences with love have taught you to protect your heart.
1: Okay. And love capacity score equals two means that you're damaged. You lack confidence that you will ever have a successful relationship. And love capacity score equals three means that you're confused.
0: You crave love, but you don't give it, or you're being, you don't, you crave love, but you don't give it, or you, I don't, maybe I typed this wrong. Being loved, or you're you don't being receive.
1: loved, but you don't receive it. Okay. Let me do it again.
0: I edit it out. You crave love, love, but you don't give it or you are being loved and you don't receive it.
1: Mm, Interesting. Okay. So love capacity score equals four means that you're afraid.
0: You are adamantly against taking any emotional risk.
1: Okay. Um, And love capacity score equals five. You're a chameleon.
0: You change who you are, or what you are willing to do, or who you are willing to be in a relationship in order to save the relationship.
1: Mm, that's a mouthful. Okay, and love capacity score equals six. We talked about this last time. You're a dater. Sometimes you want a relationship. Sometimes you don't. <laughs> Isn't that <Straight> everybody? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, love capacity equals love capacity score equals seven. You're a friend.
0: The love for your significant other, your, your husband, your wife, uh, is friendly and lacks passion. Mm. You try to control the love.
1: Mm. Okay. And love capacity score equals eight. You're a lover.
0: You're prepared to take risk from being hurt from loving another person.
1: Okay. And finally, are the last two. Love capacity score equals nine. You're a fiancé.
0: You've mastered all three dimensions of love. We haven't talked about the dimensions of love. Uh, Expanding your love capacity will only come with experience. So now you just need the experience of going through it.
1: Okay. And finally, love capacity score equals 10. You are a spouse.
0: Oh, uh, you basically your man, Stephen James Dixon. Oh, Lord. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> no, you're a spouse. You have the best <laughs> foundation to have a successful marriage. That don't mean you will be successful. It just means that you have the best foundation. Okay. So so today, actually, we're gonna go back and uh we had um uh last week's podcast or last month's podcast. Wow, that time went by fast. Uh we talked about love capacity of two damaged, and I got some good feedback and I had some questions. And really, um the caller who called in last week, Roxanne, she had said some things, and I wanted to go back to what she said and kind of replay those.
1: Yeah, you know, um, okay. So, about damaged, um, I wanted to talk some more about your quiz um, and place an importance on being able to hold your your partner accountable. Um, Because you talk a lot about balancing the marriage. What do you mean by that?
0: Yeah, um, the accountability part is a lot of times the most difficult part to kind of go through and explain. Because, like you said, really, really, this is almost you. I think I just kind of gave it out there, but then you really breathe, breathe. you, say, breathe? you breathed life <laughs> into uh, understanding that women were not good at that. They were not good at no. saying, okay, where's the line where I'm being disrespectful or where's the line where I'm being a punk? And I found that women had no idea where that area was. They would really go from don't. Being a, yeah, they would go from being a punk to being, you know, a, a, a bad word very quickly. And yeah. it's just because they didn't know how to do the middle area.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're we're not taught that. One, we're not really taught what the whole submissive wife thing means. Um, so we try to toe that line for a while until you cross the line and then you get the complete opposite.
0: Yeah. And so for me, what I try to teach both women and men is when you're balancing the relationship, that means that you, you are not trying to exert, you know, power, you know, like trying to put you trying to make your spouse. Feel disrespected or small or little, or for men, we're trying not trying to intimidate. So, like when I have a difficult conversation with my wife, I remind myself to sit down when I'm talking to her because when I stand up, I project and I have the appearance of talking at her. And, and you're so taller I, than her, and I'm taller than her, and and so I just have a bigger voice when I stand up. So things yep. like that. So yep. so accountability too is her being able to look at me and say, "Hey, you're not going to talk to me like that." Don't use that tone with me, and you and me being able to do the same thing. Because sometimes her tone, you know, she fiery. She she got that fire in her. Well, yeah, so that's sometimes what she'll come at me.
1: But how do you do that? Hey, you're not gonna talk to me like that in a tone that is not um, disrespectful.
0: It is about knowing who you are and valuing who you are, and not finding it necessary to go into like defense mode. And I got to prove to that person that, you know, you, I don't have to prove that you're not going to talk to me like that. I just need to say it, right? Mm-hmm. And so what I try to teach people is, is that with time and, you know, consistency that your partner will learn that that doesn't work anyway. When I'm cussing and screaming and yelling and trying to intimidate and threatening and all that and doing all the ugly stuff, that stuff don't work anyway. You're not going to get what you want out of that anyway, right? And so I just practice patience. So it doesn't matter what they're doing. But the energy that they're giving you, you got to be control of your energy and that. And if you control your energy, you know, three, four five times or some years or whatever, but you have to get to where you could just say, don't talk to me like that. That's disrespectful. That's hurtful. That doesn't benefit us. I don't talk to you like that. Don't talk to me like that. And just really calmly work yourself through it.
1: That, again, takes some emotional maturity. Absolutely. Because you start from, you must not know about me, and I'm going to let you know who (laughs) I am. (laughs) But anyway, back to love capacity score two. What does that mean?
0: And so, uh, two, you still believe in love but you're concerned that, and I'm giving the long definition now, earlier was just some short definitions. So this is the long love capacity score damage to definition that you can find on the website. You still believe in love, but you are concerned that love as you believe it to be may not be attainable. You do not trust opposite sex to match your ability to provide, receive, and be accountable for love. You are angry and hurt and you stayed too long in a very bad relationship. Take some time to heal from your emotional disappointments. Take some time to forgive those who hurt you. Healing is for you. Forgiveness is for them. Without the ability to heal, without the ability to forgive, there is no ability to accomplish true love. So let's go back, skip ahead to, um, uh, we had a caller last week, Roxanne, who, yeah, who asked a question. And let's hear, she asked the second part of the question we didn't get to cover. So let's try to cover that real quick.
1: I'm just amazed at how accurate the results were, even though I rejected it. Got a couple of questions for you. Number one, I want to know how is this love capacity quiz so accurate? <laughs> number two, what can I do to heal and overcome the pain that I'm feeling? And number three, can I go from a two to an eight, a nine, or a 10? What does that look like? Look for- Oh, um, all really good questions. good questions. I can't believe we missed
0: that last week. We didn't get a chance to I know, answer. Them. I
1: know i yeah i i I really um have the same question about the love capacity score because I you know was amazed when I took it the same way like how how do you do this
0: so relationship coaching for like twelve years um people have a lot of the same problems, and I've worked with black, white, latino, Italian you know, a uh, super Christian, the mechanic, you know, that, that fixed the car, like real mechanic dude that come home and drank a beer every day uh, that had him in here. I didn't have everybody in here because I just relate to everybody. Right. And um, people love. So, so you start with a man and a woman, mm-hmm. right? All relationships are man and a woman. Uh, we're not going to worry about nothing else right now. We're just going <laughs> to say man and woman. And uh, so you got man, woman, you got relationship, right? And then you got other common things, love, Sex, you know, appreciation, you know, those types of things that are all common. So when people were coming to me for relationship coaching, I would notice the ones that were upset statements that they would say, you know, um, and I would just start capturing statements like, "Oh, you know what? That 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 person said this, and they are happy. Uh, this person said this, and they are damaged. All the people who are damaged are saying this types of thing." And so I started started capturing those statements and I basically put them into like a database, I would just refine it. And so I would just keep refining it to
1: make sure that the output matched who took the test. Okay, so what you're saying is we're not going to understand how you get it so accurate. I cannot basically explain it.
0: As I was yeah. talking, I was like, this don't make no, no sense.
1: No, no. <laughs> I mean, but I will say I'm very impressed with your accuracy. Whatever you did, your system works. I don't understand how your system works, but it works. You know, but the
0: problem is I cannot tell you in the quiz. Like if I had a one-on-one with somebody, I'd be able to explain it to them because I'd be able to say, okay, you chose this. And this is what I'm looking for. Well, you for. can
1: explain why they got their results, but you can't explain it yes. over. But all you can say is God gifted you and leave it at right. that.
0: No, I, I can't. I can actually explain it, but I can't explain it without giving it away. Like if I, if oh, I explain gotcha. it, then there's no reason. To everybody take knows how
1: to make a 10.
0: Right. Everybody okay. knows how to make a tent. So that gotcha. so I need to, that's a good question. I need to figure out a way to explain it that I'm not giving it away. And I was trying to do the Friday, Thursday thing, and that thing was stupid. Yeah, no. I need to okay. find a better way to figure that out. So
1: I'll do that. I'll work on that.
0: But yeah. All right. So, so we'll come my, back to
1: question number one. Let's go to question number two. All right. So she said, What can I do to heal and overcome the pain that I'm feeling?
0: Um, I talked to Roxanne and um the first problem with Roxanne was she was always evaluating externally instead of internally. Mm. Um, And you can never
1: heal. Right. That's a lot of women.
0: Yeah. A lot of women. True. Um, And you can never heal. Healing is internal. You can never heal if you're not worried about you. If you're worried about them and how do I catch them? How do I get them to come home? How do I get them to act right? (laughs) What am I doing wrong? Why are they treating me like this? Instead of saying, this is my value. And yeah. I'm not going to accept less than my value. Yeah.
1: Okay. So I'm gonna go yeah. back to my original statement. That's a lot of people, oh. just in marriage in general, we always worried about what our spouse is doing instead of what we doing.
0: Yeah. Always point the finger, right? Like yep. the uh, old man. Point one finger at them. Yep. If you would fix you, then all
1: our problems would be solved.
0: Yes, yes. And 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 people don't understand that. Really, what I've seen more the the couples that I work with is that, as I'm teaching, so I'm not a counselor, I'm a coach right, right, and so so I don't even necessarily believe in counseling because counseling implies there's something wrong with marriage. The institution of marriage is perfect, there's nothing wrong with it. Something wrong with this raggedy husband or this raggedy wife or both. And so, or, I'm, or both. Right. And so as I'm talking to couples, as I'm talking to the husband, I'm talking to the husband about the husband, about how to be a better husband. And I'm talking to the husband about how to be a better husband in front of the wife. And then the wife's like, oh, that's what he's supposed to be doing. And then right when she do that, I talk to the wife about how to be <laughs> a better wife right? So I know I don't spend a lot of time talking about marriage. I spend a lot of time talking to married people, husbands and wives, about how to be a better husband and how to be a better wife. And what always happens 100% of the time, in good marriages at least, is that when the husband starts being a better husband, the wife will see that and she will match his energy or vice versa. The husband sees the wife and says, man, she's really trying. She's really working hard. I need to step my game up. And that's how we arrive at it. So that's why I say we got to coach up husbands and wives. So so if the husband gets better and the wife get better, they just meet at the top. We we'll want to check on each other. We we'll want to see where you at. We we'll want to see what level you are, you know, all that. We don't even necessarily need to know what each other's love capacity scores are. We just need to know that we need to improve.
1: That's get good. Better. But let's get back to um, the actual question, though. For specifically for Roxanne, she's saying, "What can she do to heal and overcome the pain she's feeling?"
0: She's got to look, start internally, and start valuing herself and figuring out what she deserves. See, see, we oftentimes try to figure out what's going on with the relationship. Yep. And that's the wrong way to go about it. You know, you got to know what, who you are. Like, for example, what I tell people about me is, I love my wife to the end of the earth. We already talked about that. If my wife left today, I would let her leave because I have already given her everything that I have. So I cannot beg you to stay when I've given you everything that I have. I'd ask for her to stay. I'd ask for her to get counseling or something like that if there was an issue or something that she could bring to me or whatever. But I cannot beg you to stay.
1: Because bottom line is if I've given you everything and it's not enough for you, it's nothing else to give.
0: It's nothing else to give. It's nothing else to change. And uh, now, of course, if something is identified, like she yeah. says, "Hey, you're not, you're not being sensitive, or you're not, you know, whatever." Okay, then I work on that. We we'll work through that. But if she's just like, "Yo, this is not working. I'm out. I'm not feeling it. I don't want no counseling." It's nothing you can do to make this better. Like that's what we get into, Tamara. Right? They, yeah. My wife says to me, "It's nothing you can do to make this better." I'm not gonna say to her, "Well, are you sure?" Like maybe yeah. you know, it's got to be something. It's got to be something I can do. To make this better and to make us be the best, I'm not gonna beg you to stay. Like I'm gonna I'm find somebody that's gonna appreciate what I have to offer. Now, when mm-hmm. I say that, I believe that I'm offering everything that I have. I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm saying that I I consistently, you know, you know, evaluate what
1: I provide as a husband. Okay, um, but that's that's actually a very good point, though. You actually do the evaluation. Some people think they're giving everything, but they're not really evaluating.
0: Right. And then I, I'll go to other people and talk about it. I'll go, hey, you know, I, I'm not afraid to go to someone else and say, hey, what do you think about this? Am I looking at this wrong? This is what my wife said. This is what we disagree with. You know, and, and, I, and I sometimes get checked like, no, nah, Stephen, you, you know, you're looking at that wrong or that's not the you know appropriate way. That's probably not what she's thinking. You probably taking that too personal, things like that. And if you don't have someone, this is where we can really live yes. leave off the podcast yes. for this week. If you don't have someone that can challenge you That can that can question what you are doing if you don't have a mentor or someone that will say to you, "Hey, bro, you tripping?" If you don't have a mentor as a woman that will say that's not ladylike or that's not wife like or that's not or how you talk to your husband is incorrect or husband how you treating your wife is wrong. Like if you don't have that person in your life, you know you out of pocket, as they
1: say. Yeah, that is crucial. Okay, so let's finish up with the last question. Um, she said, can I go from a two to an eight, nine, or 10? And how do I do that? What does that look like?
0: That's the book that you got to get when I print it out one day. Um, (laughs) (laughs) you definitely, the, the whole point of love capacity is giving you a foundation of where you are today, letting you know what things you have going on that got you to where you are and then having you increase your capacity. So capacity is about how much I have to give today. Right, so that's why that's another reason why I put the points on it. Like one week you talked about, why does it have a point? So I want to know out of out of out of one to ten, I got three to give to you. That is my capacity to give you. I'm at a level three. I can give you that amount today, and so we have to grow your capacity. That's so, so I'm teaching men and women. You know, how to expand their capacity. So you're, you're, so what I'm also saying is your capacity may decrease or increase depending on what you're going through, right? You, you've been married now for three, four years. You'd have felt that, right? Tamara were like, Oh my God. I'm so in love with my husband. Like he's so amazing, right? You felt you had <laughs> hopefully more days than not where you feel like, yeah. Oh my God. Like yeah. I'm so lucky to have him that on those days, if you take the love capacity quiz, I expect your score to be higher. Right, mm-hmm. but on a day where he been getting on your nerves for two weeks, and he just cussed you out, and he just spent all the money, and okay, you don't understand we don't what's do cussing going on. Me out. <laughs> oh, that that's don't even use that scenario at all. No. <laughs> you gotta bring, no. it, bring it, back. Yep, okay, yeah, yeah, it's so good. That's good because I don't believe in that either, and so I never have in fifteen years cussed out my wife or or called her a name. I don't do, I don't do any of that because I don't want to intimidate her. But um, but but the but that's the key yeah. is that knowing where you are and what you have to give. Like, what do I have to give today? Like most things we know what we have to give on. Like we know how much money we have to give something. Mm -hmm. We know how much time we have to give something. You know, we know how much energy we have to give something. I said, Tamara, let's go start a new business. Tamara's going to evaluate her time. Like how much time do I have to give to you in this new endeavor? Right. And so we, so we got to be able to measure how much love we have to give someone else. And then I, and then as a bonus, I like to know how much love they have to give me.
1: Okay. Well, speaking of knowing how much time you have, it's time to wrap up.
0: We out of time? <laughs> yep. So, so be sure to go and take your Love Capacity quiz on lovecapacity.com. Call into the Love Capacity hotline. Tell us your story. Leave a question. Uh, we'll be talking about Love Capacity score three uh, in the coming weeks. That number is 214-744-3685. 214 214- 744
1: And subscribe to the podcast. Bye, y'all.